Hi, this is Zohara with The Soloist, conversations on music, soul, education, life, and many things in between. Hello and welcome, friends. Before we start, here's something I want to say. I'm looking to grow the podcast to reach more listeners. I'd much prefer to do it without the use of advertising. If you like this podcast, here is how you can help. You will find a PayPal link in the show notes. And I will be very grateful for any offering your heart calls you to do. No obligations. And thank you for your generosity. A big shout out to the listeners who support the podcast. Thank you for your generous offerings. Many thanks also for the listeners who send emails and messages of appreciation. I read and value each and one of them. If you have a minute or two to write a comment and rating on Apple iTunes, it will help us to keep the podcast in today's algorithm. So thank you in advance. And for today's show. On my morning walk, I was thinking on the topic of beauty. I was walking on my daily route, like most of the days, and around the same time. Same path, same time. I would have thought that I knew every flower, every tree, every bush on that path by now. And still, I see the beauty in every single walk. Something new in the trees, dry branches falling off, dying, new leaves appear, new blossoming of flowers, new spider webs formed. The sparkling of raindrops on leaves and branches. I usually look up to the sky and see a bird or two sitting on the electric wires. I feel as if I know them. Are they the same birds I saw yesterday and the day before? I love watching them. I love watching them every day. There's something almost serious in the way they're sitting, like in meditation. Then I hear other birds singing. It's a familiar song, and yet the joy it evokes in me feels completely new, as if I've never heard it. Then I notice two feathers lying on the ground. They are left by the winged ones. I watch all of this and ponder. What makes us see beauty? The poet Emily Dickinson writes, beauty is not caused, it is. And Confucius said, everything has its beauty, but not everyone sees it. So what makes us see beauty? What, are, what is the driving force 
that makes one person see beauty while another cannot see it? Or what makes us see it one day and not see it the next day? All these bring me to have this conversation on beauty. Experiments in beauty. There's no doubt that there is beauty in the world. The same as there's ugliness in the world. It is similar to the existence of light and dark. Light and dark, they both exist. When we are in the light, we tend to forget that there is dark somewhere. The dark exists, but we refuse to think of it. The same goes with beauty and ugliness. When we are in beauty, struck by beauty, impressed and inspired by it, or breathe it in, we are fully aware of it, of the beauty. We don't take it for granted. Something happens inside us as a result of being in beauty. Beauty is there, and yet we either see it or we don't. When we don't see the beauty that is, for us, it doesn't exist. We can then go completely oblivious of it. Completely oblivious about it. Beauty is not something that we have to pay attention to because it's more than this. When we see beauty, it catches us. It fills our whole being with its entirety. It makes us go, <gasps> we see a bird, a sunset, a sunrise, a beautiful flower. It happens in nature when we watch waterfall, the ocean. It immediately puts us at awe. And in this place of awe, any other thing is forgotten, erased. The ugliness, the frustration, even sadness. I call this place beauty, but it's more than that. It is, or it has in it, love. Completion, perfection, divinity, wholeness, manifestation, creation, beginning, blossoming, music, harmony, friendship, belonging. This is a place of perfection, completion of all things. So what do you think? Can we learn, practice, or train ourselves to see it? Can we teach ourselves to be in this place? I don't think we are meant to be in this place the whole time. Because experiencing the opposites, the contrary of it, is as important. This is how we grow and evolve. But can we first learn to see the beauty and second, Can we return to it after we fall off it? That seems an important inquiry. I don't think I'm going to give you an answer here. I don't have the answer, but I have the question. I tend to see beauty quite easily. It seems to come to me 
effortlessly. It's been like this since the time I remember myself. So I can't teach or preach on how to acquire it because I don't know. Maybe I was born with it. My mother had it. So maybe I learned it from her or inherited it from her. How is this for you? How is it for you? So let's go back to that morning walk. I'm looking at things that I see every day. The birds that stand on the electricity pole. I see them every day. So why am I struck by them? There is something beyond beautiful to see them sitting there. What is it? What is this thing? It is wonder. The wonder of creation. There is wonder in every day. There is wonder in every moment. So I stop and look at tree. Why am I so impressed by it? The way it branches out, reaching out to the sky, twisting around other branches, supporting them from falling off. The silence of the leaves. What causes me to stand in front of a tree, to be struck by its beauty, to the point that I have to stop walking? Every day I see something new. Maybe it was there before, but I see it now as something new. While I'm staring at a tree, a sun ray breaks through between the branches and it creates a pool of light, a bright ball or pool of light. It mesmerized. It mesmerizes me. me. It mesmerizes me. I'm mesmerized by it. How did Moses survive the sight of the burning bush? It's so easy to die out of beauty. More questions follow. Is there something in me that sees a new? Is the newness in me or is it out there? Or maybe both. Or maybe it's a reciprocation. The outside and the inside feed each other. And this creates a cycle of perfection, a sphere of divinity, completion. And I'm getting a strong feeling that coming back to this cycle is something that we can practice, that we can teach ourselves and acquire this skill of coming back to the center, to our center which is connected to the center of all being. We can be drawn to beauty, almost sucked in as a passive act. And yet, it's something that um, appears in our awareness and invites us to practice coming back. In other words, even when it happens to us, we can put awareness to it and maybe learn how to help its creation in the next time. Even when we experience difficult times, 
challenges that seem beyond our scope to overcome. Even then, we can still borrow moments of grace and beauty in their midst. So what are the things that call us or help us in doing so? Here's a short list, but in no way is the absolute and only one. I offer them here as a current suggestion. You can add yours. You can change things. So here is what came to my mind as I was preparing this episode. Number one, presence. Coming back, returning to the present moment and not thinking of what's going to happen. Even when the thought about the coming future crosses our mind, the truth is that we do not know what the future will bring about. Even when we think we know what's coming, we still don't know how it will appear because life is a mystery. What we think of the future is based on the data from the past. And this many times holds us back from the wonder. That leads me to the second thing. Wonder. Oh, amazement. Bathing in the mystery. Even if we had this experience in the past, we are now in a different place. The way I was in the past is not the way I am now, today. I love the form of spiral. I see life as a spiral. Even when we think we are in the same place again and again, we are actually not. We are in a deeper or higher place, depends how you want to see it. It's never the same place. There is the marriage of presence and wonder, where one feeds the other. Together they are the present of the moment. Wonder helps us not just be here, but it helps us to savor it, to breathe it in, to marvel in it. And talking about present, presence many times comes wrapped. We do not have to unwrap all the layers all at once. We can do it slowly. See the beauty of each layer, slowing down. This brings me to the next point, which is silence. Stop. Pause. Let's play with these words. Stop might have somewhat aggressive flavor in it. Let's just hear how it sounds. Stop. Stop. It's abrupt. To bring something to a halt, you are making an effort. Like putting your foot abruptly on the car brakes. Or when you are in movement and you stop all of a sudden. I'm talking here about allowing a pause, a rest. And I'm just enjoying right now to play with the music of the words. Stop or pause. Movement has a natural flow. It starts from, from a rest. The same way that sound 
comes from silence. Beginnings require effort sometimes. But if we allow it and pay attention, it becomes more fluent and less sudden and less effort. It's like getting ready to play a piece on the piano. I can say a word or two about this one because it's a daily experience for me. I, I would put my hands on my lap, resting my hands, my body, my mind. I feel the music. I think of the music. I hear it in my head, in my heart. I pay, I pay attention to my breathing. I feel when I'm ready to play. And then I lift my hands to the piano, a subtle movement. The work has not started yet. There is a precursor. Something has started and I put my hands and fingers on the keys and allow the music to come to my hands, fingers, heart, head. I'm creating a space for the beauty of the music to present itself. The rest allows the movement around us and within us to flow. Because we are in a non-movement position, in the pause, we can see the beauty of the movement. We are not busy doing, but appreciating it. It has a special rhythm. Let's see how it works with nature now. So in order to experiment it, I stop at a tree which is not appealing or unique at a time. The tree doesn't do it to me. Just a tree. That's how it looks. I don't feel any resonance with the tree. But I decide to stop for the experiment. I stand in silence. I pause. And then I feel beauty. It comes from a different source. I hear a bird that I did not notice before I stopped. I feel the sun warming my neck. And then another bird is flying above my head. The pause has invited beauty. Sometimes beauty is arising by all senses and sometimes just by one. So it doesn't need to have the whole gamut of senses every time. Music is a big source for creating beauty. In the words of Pablo Casals, music is the divine way to tell beautiful, poetic things to the heart. The music touches us. It penetrates our hearts, our bodies. Not necessarily our sight, even though it affects what and how we will see while we listen. What we see becomes more beautiful because of what we hear. The next point that I was thinking of to create beauty, invite beauty, is interest. To be in wonder, to be amazed, there is an element of surprise. We need to be interested for this to happen. To, see, to be interested in the newness, to see the newness of life. 
the newness in life, the newness in people, in nature, in us. Yes, we can develop an interest about ourselves. We can be interested to learn more things about us. Why would we get stuck on having an image of ourselves set in stone and invest energy in trying to prove to the world of its validity? Why won't we be open to discover new things about us on a daily basis? What a good way to develop loving awareness about ourselves, a growing interest about ourselves. Our soul is connected to the soul of the world. By being open to the hidden part in ourselves, we are discovering more beauty in the world. A quote by Asad Me, M-E-A-H. Beauty is the radiance of your soul. And Alice Walker says, whenever you are creating beauty around you, you are restoring your own soul. The fifth point I would like to, talk, to, to touch is beauty as medicine. When I see an amazing tree, I feel that my heart becomes wider. Beauty pushes away thoughts, including nagging thoughts, bothering thoughts, troubling thoughts. In the place of beauty, it's even easier to endure pain and difficulty. Next point is willingness. As I was walking, a white flower attracted my attention. It was an only flower on a green leafy bush, small white flower. I was stopped by its boldness. So I hear some of you saying, what are you talking about? Boldness, schmoldness. It's a flower. That's it. What's the big deal here? It's a flower. Maybe this is why they say the beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. So do I see what I choose to see? Yes, partially. Do I see what I want to see? Yes, partially. Do I see what I am led to see? Hmm, yes. I would say so, more than partially. And I believe many times we need to have the willingness to see beauty, to be in the presence of it, to not push it away, and even to invite it to our lives in any given moment, including and especially in the difficult ones. I read somewhere that for the ancient Greeks, uh, a beautiful body was considered to be direct evidence of having a beautiful mind. If you were considered beautiful, then you were automatically a good person. 
And the Greeks actually had a word for this, which I'm going to attempt to pronounce it. Bear with me. Let's go. Kalos kagathos. It means gorgeous to look at. And it insinuates a good person. Oh, I love it. I love this notion because it points out that beauty encompasses all. And beauty is a deep thing. That beauty, it's beauty of the heart, not beauty as vanity. Dr. Shinichi Suzuki talked about beautiful tone, beautiful heart. And this is again the beauty of good character. So, to conclude, beauty is not easy to talk about. It is to be experienced, like love, God, soul. All these words that we try and take pleasure in defining them, just to realize that the definition is either wrong or lacking or completely incomplete, or even deceiving at times. The impossibility of defining beauty. I wouldn't be able to say all this many years ago, when I was young. That's another beauty in being old, in becoming an elder. To be able to see things I could not see before, Because I was busy. I was busy doing. I was busy living. I was busy thinking of the future and planning it. And I'm not saying that talking about the future is wrong. No, I'm not saying it. We need to do it more in our young lives. When future seems to be a destination to arrive to. And yet, if we can not be occupied only with the thoughts about the future, that would be nice. That would really help us. From the vintage point of today, I can see it. And I can say it too. From an early stage, I used to allocate daily time to pause, to contemplate, to sit in the sun and revere, to do journal writing, to do some Tai Chi movement, to go to the beach to walk in nature. And I know that some people cannot afford it because of their lives. Their lives would not allow it. If you're only the only bread earner and you need to support your family and you come home, you have to cook, clean, spend time with children, you cannot afford help or you don't have help So your life does not your life does not offer time to do so. And I totally understand. I know how hard it must be. One day things might change for you. So it's good to keep it in your mind. But if you can afford this time, this daily time, it'll be nice to do it. I'm aware that other people have, t- have time, but they prefer not to do it. And that's okay too. It's a choice. 
If you can make time for beauty to enter your life, even for a few moments, you will be blessed by it. So even when you spend a short instance of creating beauty, listening to beauty, allowing beauty, the effect of it will stay much longer. Make the time for beauty. Invite beauty into your life. Beauty is what allows us to experience the extraordinary richness of our surroundings. Sensing it is like having a visa to our inner selves and the rest of the world all at once. The interesting thing about beauty is that there is simply no downside to it. It can only enhance our lives. So, go to nature. In Rumi's words, beauty surrounds us, but usually we need to be walking in a garden to know it. Attend to your soul. Do things which enrich your soul, which makes you get closer to your soul. There's so much beauty wherever the soul is. Listen to good music and even indulge yourself in listening while you do nothing. Just sit or lie down, close your eyes and bathe in the good music. Dance if you like moving or just move in the flow which surrounds your body. And remember to pause. Stay safe and well.